السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك إن الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه ويكافئ مزيده اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا سبحانك لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله الذي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسن يرحمكم الله إن رحمة الله قريب من المحسنين All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The most generous, the most merciful, the forgiver of sins, the pardoner of faults and mistakes The one who accepts the repentance of his servants as long as they have life we bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship save Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one without partner. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is his final prophet and messenger who was sent as a mercy to all the worlds and who came with guidance and beauty and goodness and benefit and salvation for all of humanity. May Allah's peace and blessings and mercy everlastingly shower upon the chosen one Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam and upon his family and companions and all who follow his way until the end of time. My beloved community, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that we are in a month that the entire purpose of this great act of ibadah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted us with the fasting, the whole purpose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us is to increase in taqwa. كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That fasting has been prescribed upon you as it was prescribed upon previous communities so that you can grow in taqwa, you can become people of piety and God consciousness. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he fulfills this noble purpose and aim within all of us and within the entire ummah. Ameen, ya arham rahimin We are approaching, as we all are well aware, the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And this blessed guest, who has come and honored us is on his way out. That the month of Ramadan is fast uh, uh, waning and we will come before we know it until the very end. And even in the end, there is a bittersweet celebration. We celebrate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favors upon us. But between now and then, we have to strive. 
and we have to prepare ourselves mentally, spiritually, physically. We have to prepare our hearts with intentions for the last 10 nights. And one of the greatest things that we can do is really to conceptualize and reflect upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's gifts in these nights. That these are the last 10 days are days that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees people from the fire. These are days that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants people felicity. These are days that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants his righteous servants even higher degrees of nearness. That people attain in these last 10 nights what uh, uh, they aspire to and achieve and dream of for years. There are people who are given those things in these last 10 nights. So we have to prepare ourselves to receive. And one of the ways that we do that is that we commit ourselves to striving. The scholars say, Man jadda wajad. Whoever takes things seriously and strives and puts forth an effort, they will taste the sweetness of those efforts. They will experience what they are seeking or they will find what they are seeking. And they also say, Jahid to shahid. That when you strive, you will then witness. And Imam Abdullah al-Aydarus radiallahu anhu wa ardah, he said that the sharia, the commandments that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us of ibadah, of the acts of worship, of the things that we must refrain from, of the sunnas and the beloved acts to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that the knowledge of that is like milk, is like the milk. And the reality, the haqiqah, is like the, the butter, the oil that exists within the milk but is not visible. It only becomes visible when you churn it and you put forth that effort. Then what is hidden within becomes apparent. So the reality of this deen, the sweetness of iman, the removal of the veils between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we witness him in every moment comes through striving and struggling, putting those acts of ibadah into practice with sincerity, with presence of heart, with seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim radiallahu anhu, he says that gifts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's openings and gifts that he gives people, they're received according to a person's readiness. That they're received according to a person's isti'dad, their readiness to receive that. So how do we prepare ourselves? How do we get ready for that? He says, and the isti'dad is through emptying your heart of everything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is emptying your heart of everything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When even if we're going about our day-to-day -day activities, walking or cooking or uh, preparing for something, in our hearts we should be saying, Allah, 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 Allah whether we are experiencing the joys of ease, we should witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And we should be witnessing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the one who is giving us those gifts. If we are going through difficulties, we should witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek his assistance and support and ask, ask him for uh, ease and alleviation. Allah, 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 Allah. So in all of those states, we try to empty our hearts of everything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we do that, then we have prepared our hearts to receive his gifts.
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the importance of putting forth an effort, the importance of striving. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ as for those who struggle, who do mujahada, who strive in our cause, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, seeking nearness to Him, seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's good pleasure, seeking the gifts, the nur that He places in the hearts of His beloved servants. Allah then says, He promises us, for those who strive and struggle in our cause, we will surely guide them along our way. We will guide them to our ways, plural. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He opens the doors for you, then He is the one who is most generous, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah is certainly with the muhsineen, people who act with excellence. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our beloved Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, in addition to the reality of struggling and striving is the means to attain your goals. It's the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that when you put forth an effort, he assists you and uh, gives you what you are seeking. In addition to that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed in these last 10 nights, a night that is greater than 1,000 months. In addition to that, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam was the foremost exemplar in striving and struggling and in putting forth an effort. And he, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, he already has more than we could ever dream for and possibly imagine. Like I say the Aisha, radiallahu anha wa arda, she said, Rasulullah, you're standing up all night in prayer such that your ankles are swelling. Why do you do this when Allah has given you everything that one could possibly, ever, not beyond what one can possibly imagine? And he said, أَفَلَا أَكُونُ عَبْدًا shakura." Shall I not be a grateful servant? And it also shows that the greatest beloved sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam, that all of those acts were seeking even higher degrees of belovedness. Even the one who has attained what no other created being has attained seeks more from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah always has infinitely more to give. So then what of us? We have to put forth an effort and as Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha wa ardaha tells us about the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sahbihi wa sallam kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam idha dakhala al-ashru shadda mi'zarah wa ahya laylah wa ayqadha ahlah that when the last ten nights of Ramadan would enter the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shadda mi'zarah that he would tighten his izar his izar, the lower, the, the, the lower garment, he would tie it, the izar that is a sunnah to wear, he would make it even tighter. And the ulama, they comment on that. They say that that's an indication of getting to work, putting forth an even greater effort. You know, we would say in English, rolling up our sleeves. That we would roll up our sleeves. What does that mean? It means that you're going to put in hard work. So that's one of the meanings. Shadda ma'zara is that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he became even more focused. And he put a greater effort into ibadah, into the recitation of the Qur'an, into turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the entirety of his being, salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi. And another meaning is that because he would go into i'tikaf, 
He would go into spiritual seclusion, that he would not spend time with his family. He would not have that intimate time with his family, sallallahu alayhi wa because these 10 nights, that's, that was his focus, was it? Purely ibadah. And all of those things with righteous intentions, they're part of our journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but this shows us the precedent and the way that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took advantage of this time. وَأَحْيَا لَيْلَةً And that he would be up the entire night in prayer, in Qur'an, in dhikr, in dua, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they say that when it's raining, you take out the buckets. You fill up everything that you have. You take out all because you get as much as you can of the blessings. And that's what the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa that is what he is showing us. So wherever we are, whatever effort we've put forth, and it's good to also pace ourselves and also seek consistency in what we're doing. But wherever we are and whatever we can realistically manage while putting forth a greater effort, that's what we should do in these last 10 nights. And we should turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, most importantly, with our hearts and souls and seek from Him from the depths of our being. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, give us what you give your righteous servants. Ya Allah, gaze upon us with mercy. Ya Allah, give us a transformative gaze of mercy that changes our state permanently so that we turn to you in repentance and we turn to you in love and yearning and that we're able to look down and, and move away from all of these things that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that was the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. And he would wake up his family. Throughout the rest of Ramadan, he would let them sleep and wake up and uh, in, you know, have a time for rest at night specifically. And if they wanted to get up for qiyam al-layl. But when it came to the last 10 nights of Ramadan, he would wake up his family. He would wake up his family. I remember just an, a funny story when I first arrived uh, in Tarim. Uh, obviously, you know, when you go overseas, you get a little sick. So I got sick and I was just exhausted and dehydrated and all kinds of things. So I remember I was just so tired. I went up to the room uh, after Salatul Maghrib and I just had to go to sleep. And then someone came and woke me up. Wake up, wake up. So what's going on? He said, it's between Maghrib and Isha. I said, okay, but I'm sick. He said, you can lay down, but stay awake. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives in this time. Don't go to sleep. And at the time, I didn't appreciate it very much, but I learned a beautiful lesson. You know, whatever little you can do to receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's gifts, do it. They would say that even if a person doesn't get up for qiyam al-layl, or even our children, if, they, if we're getting up at a particular time that's special, even just to tap the other person, What's going on? What's going on? Say, La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. Okay, go back to sleep. <laughs> because you, the angels, they recorded you saying, La ilaha illallah in this special time. That you woke up, you made dhikr, and you went back to sleep. So you got something. It's better than nothing. So to take advantage of those times. So uh, he would wake up his family in these last 10 nights. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran about Laylatul Qadr. And that the ummah of the Prophet ﷺ, our lifespans are short. And one of the, the things that we take away from this last year is that they're a lot shorter than we often assume. 
We sometimes get comfortable and think that we have such a good health system, such a good quality of life, everything's going to be okay. We don't really have control over that to the degree that we might assume. So we have to treat it like it could be our last. This might be our last 10 nights of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us long lives in obedience. Give us a long life in His obedience, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we never know. It's not guaranteed. Nobody has that knowledge of when they're going to pass. So we assume this could be our last Laylatul Qadr. This could be our last, last 10 nights. So when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what are we going to meet Him with? So we have to end Ramadan strong and realize that our lifespans are short and that the previous communities, Prophet Nuh alayhi salam, he called his people to Allah for 950 years. They lived much longer than we tend to live. So how can this ummah be the greatest ummah when they haven't worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for as long as the previous communities? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadri khayrun min alfi shahr. That it is better than a thousand months, better than more than 83 years of ibadah. You pray two rak'ahs, it's as if you prayed those two rak'ahs for 83 years. You make a dua, it's as if you made that dua for 83 years. And how many Ramadans have we already experienced in our lives? 20, 30, more, less. Multiply whatever one of those nights was by 83. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. And all of that, that door of generosity was opened for us through the barakah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi Through the most honored of prophets, we became the most honored of communities. Imam al-Haddad radiyallahu anhu, he says, watch carefully for Laylatul Qadr. Watch carefully. What does it mean to watch carefully? Be prepared. Don't be distracted. Anything that needs to get taken care of, either take care of it, even if you want to get gifts for Eid or clothes for Eid, get it now. Order it online, do whatever you need to do. Go to the store and get it out of the way. The gifts that you want to get for your children, ideally, ideally do it now. Uh, or if there are other things that can wait till after Eid, delay it and focus. Each of these nights, there are special times. And look at the, the, the people of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They would take advantage of every night. And they realized the potential, the gifts, the mercy, the blessings, the openings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives in every single night. Such that one of them said, Every moment for us is Laylatul Qadr. Why? Because it's an opportunity to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We never take that for granted. This is what people of that station, that's their witnessing, that's their state with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Imam al-Haddad says, watch carefully for the Laylatul Qadr, for the night of great worth or the night of destiny, which is better than a thousand months. It is the blessed night in which all affairs are wisely decided. The one to whom it is unveiled, meaning that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala illuminates this person's inner sight, the one to whom it is unveiled sees the blazing lights, the open doors of heaven. And I know someone who has a child, one night in Ramadan, he saw a door in the sky open up and he still remembers it to this day. So he said, that might have been Laylatul Qadr. 
He saw some door in the heavens open up. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give that to whomever he wills. And that's something that's witnessed through the Basira and sees the open doors of heaven and the angels ascending and descending and may witness the entire creation, all of creation, prostrating before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, its creator. These are the things that are possible. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala illuminates our inner sight to witness these things or not, we should know that they're still realities. Our iman affirms all of these things that they are realities and we take advantage of it in such a way. And we end Ramadan strong. And we look at these last 10 days of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gives us many examples of this. That there are special moments that you have to take advantage of. And as soon as they pass, you feel a sense of, ah, I could have done a little bit more. Whether it's the day of Arafah or whether it's the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And all of that is to help us wake up to your life will come to an end. And maybe you might experience Arafah next year. Maybe you might experience Ramadan. But when your life comes to an end, there's no going back. When your life comes to an end, there's no going back. So we take advantage of this time. And we dedicate more time to being alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it's a particular time of day, whether it's after Salatul Taraweeh, whether we get up a little bit earlier for Suhoor, and we just have to have a little bit of time where we recite Quran, we make dua, even just spending a few minutes. If a person can do this with focus for a few minutes, it is immensely beneficial. Just a few minutes sitting there and complaining to Allah about your own self. Ya Allah, this is how I am. Ya Allah, I know that this is not pleasing to you. Ya Allah, I am weak. I am incapable. I am all of these things. Ya Allah, as the dua of Sayyiduna Ali radiallahu anhu arda, Allahumma anta kama urid, fawafiqni lima turid. Oh Allah, you are as I want. You are perfect. You are the most generous. You are the possessor of all of the attributes of beauty and majesty and absolute perfection beyond what any created being can ever fathom. So enable me to what you want from me. Allahumma anta kama uhib. Oh Allah, you are as I love. So give me tawfiq to what you love. It's a beautiful dua. And we recognize in that dua, we have nothing except what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows upon us. And as Allah said to one of his prophets, when he said, Ya Allah, aina ajiduka? Where shall I find you? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Tajidani indal munkasirati qulubuhum min ajli. You will find me with those whose hearts are broken for my sake. Feeling that, falling short before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and taking that time. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqqu al-mubin. وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ وَقَالَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ 
وما أدرك ما ليلة القدر ليلة القدر خير من ألف شهر تنزل الملائكة والروح فيها بإذن ربهم من كل أمر سلام هي حتى مطلع الفجر الله سبحانه وتعالى ساز إن سورة القدر إنا أنزلناه في ليلة القدر Indeed it is we who sent this Quran down on the night of glory on ليلة القدر and what will make you realize what the night of glory is in other words this is a what they call a question how can I tell you what Layla al-Qadr really is the night of glory is better than a thousand months on that night, the angels and the Holy Spirit descend, Sayyidina Jibreel, Gabriel, alayhi salam, by the permission of their Lord for every decreed matter. It is all peace until the break of dawn. حتى مطلع الفجر بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم وأجارنا من خزه وعذابه الأليم قول قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولوالدينا ولجميع المسلمين لي ولكم ولوالدينا ولمشايخنا ولجميع المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم Seek Allah's forgiveness Indeed he is forgiving and merciful إن الحمد لله حمد نوافي نعمه ويكافي مزيدا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله السيدة عائشة رضي الله عنها وأرضاها teaches us how to watch carefully for ليلة القدر she asked the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if it appears to be Laylatul Qadr, what should I say? What dua should I make? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sahbihi wa sallam taught us to say, Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Oh Allah, you are the pardoner. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has multiple names related to mercy and forgiveness. The difference between al-ghaffar and al-afu, the forgiver and the pardoner, is that when you receive forgiveness, there is an uh, uh, there already is an affirmation of the mistake. Oh, you made a mistake, but I forgive you. Al-afu removes and erases that sin, pardons it altogether, so that it's not even mentioned. Allahumma innaka afoon. Oh Allah, you are pardoning. You constantly pardon the sins of your servants. Tuhibbul hafwa. You love to pardon. Look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. Fa'fu anni. So pardon me. And alhamdulillah, the way of our teachers and what we've been able to establish here, walillahi alhamd is regularly saying that after the salawat, throughout taraweeh, throughout the month of Ramadan, we, we 
We come with the shahada, nashhadu an la ilaha illallah, nastaghfirullah, nas'aluka al-jannata wa na'udhu bika min al-nar. We bear witness that there is no God except Allah and we seek Allah's forgiveness. We, uh, we ask you for your good pleasure and for paradise and we seek refuge in you from the fire. Allahumma annaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna ya kareem. Oh Allah, you are the pardoner and you love to pardon. So pardon us, O most generous. So this is the dua that we should say in even greater uh, amounts in these last 10 nights of Ramadan, and especially being particularly careful on the odd nights. And the odd nights precede the odd days. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his generosity and grace grants us what he grants his most beloved servants. Innahu akramul akrameen wa arhamul rahimeen wa akthiru min as-salati wa salami ala al-bashir al-nadhir al-siraj al-munir Sayyidina Muhammadin fa inna Allah amarakum bi amrin bada'a fihi bi nafsih wa thanna bil malaikati al-musabbihati bi qudsih wa ayaha bil mu'minina ta'mima faqala mukhbiran wa amiran lahum takrima inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار وصاحبه وأنيسه في الغار مؤازر الرسول الله في حالي السعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى من نشر العدل في الآفاق فاشتهر الذي رفع الله له القدر فيما أنزل على خير البشر حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى الناصح لله في السر والإعلان من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن محي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن ذي النورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهما الحوراء فاطمة البتول الزهراء وعلى خديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها, و... و... إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا وجميع المسلمين يا كريم اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولجميع المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات عباد الله إن الله أمر بثلاث ونهى عن ثلاث إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى 
وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر